Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I am in my car in Mount Airy, Pennsylvania, and a preschool of tiny children is walking past. They're all holding on to a rope. It's clearly their stay-together rope as they walk around the block, and it is friggin' adorable. (laughs) So here's what happened since the last podcast episode. My mom took a downturn, um, had some surgery, went into hospice care, died, and has been buried. And if that sounds easy to say, no, no, that's just having said it many, many times in the past few weeks. But I don't want this to be about mom, not yet. Um... Because I don't have any real, I don't have any nuggets of wisdom there. We'll put it that way. Uh, it's, I'm still very much in it. It's like, um, I put my mom in the ground 48 hours ago. And for like, why the fuck are you even talking to us? <laughs> like, go do something else. Go grieve. I... I want to share this before I forget it because it's a visceral feeling in my body and I have like no memory and I want to share this with you because it's really fucking important. The day I put my mom in the ground was hard for fucking sure. Thousand percent difficult. I want to be clear about that. And internally so regardless of externals if we just had like internal weather uh, if we had a record of thoughts if we had a record of feelings if we had a record of just internals putting my mom in the ground that day and I'm using that word specifically because I want you to understand how hard that day is I really want you to come up against that is a fucking tough day okay and you only get one you've only been birthed by one human You have one mom. No matter how many people you've been raised by, etc., etc. So there's this day, this singularity. That day, internally, was not nearly as hard as any day of my late 20s. Pick a day. Pick a Tuesday in 
um, in 2008. Pick one. Pick any fucking day of 2008. It was harder to be me internally on any of those days than it was at age 41 on the day that I buried my mother. Why? How could that be? What is wrong with you, Kelp? No, 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 no. Because of what I've been working on and because of the absence of so much internal abuse in my own mind and toward myself. So as a result of the work that I've been doing over the last decade plus, well, let's not do it that way. Let's come at it this way. Here's what would happen on any given day. Let's say that I'm 28. Okay. One, a thing happens. Two, instantly it's my fault. I don't give a fuck what it is. It's my fault. There was a Turkey, uh, an earthquake in Turkey. My fault. There was a, like, there was a tornado in Kentucky. My fault. Like somehow I internalized deeply, 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 deeply that everything was my fault. Now, not everything good. If something good was happening, that's not my fault. But everything bad, and maybe if it's not my fault, then I should be able to do something about it. Um, so it's like a savior complex, but only in the sense that I'm responsible for everything bad. Not in that sense that I can save anything good. And if I had feelings, I internalized very early that feelings are bad. Okay, like feelings are not it. And... Um, feelings are annoying. Feelings get in the way. And why do you even have feelings? So I don't know when exactly I internalized that very early on. So in my twenties, as I'm being, I'm, I'm clinically depressed. I'm, um, quietly suicidal without telling anyone on a lot of days. Um, and I'm also, um, exercising, taking my medication, being a fully functional, completely functional, member of society hiding this. So if inside on a scale of like, let's say one to a hundred, um, of like zero, you're having no bad thoughts. You are just a total neutrality. And a hundred is like everything in the whole fucking world is your fault. I could only express those feelings up to maybe 20, like a zero to 20. I could still be able to speak of them. Like, um, I'm having a tough day in my head between 20 and a hundred, I was so ashamed of the fact that I was even having these thoughts, having these feelings that I would just sort of circle up around myself and beat the shit out of myself for having these feelings. So we're having the feelings. We are clinically depressed. And then this extra layer of beating the shit out of myself for even having those feelings. And I was so ashamed of having those feelings that the worse it was in my brain, the less I could talk about it in any capacity, even to say it's a really bad day in my head. I would just go silent. So the good girl conditioning pushes us, women who are, um, if, you've, if you've been conditioned as female, regardless of gender identity now, you're pushed towards small, silent, and compliant. Now, small was never really my strong point, but silent, that one got in. That one got in deeply. And so that's the one that would always push. The more pain you're in, the quieter you should be because you're wrong to be in pain. 
And that comes up against the good girl conditioning of you have a roof over your head and food on the table. What's the matter? What more do you want? Why are you so ungrateful? You're such a brat. You're because you're not supposed to have desire. So that's the small part. So you're not supposed to want anything. You're not supposed to have any feelings. You're not supposed to speak. And if you do speak, generally uplift the people around you. Okay, Kelp? They don't want to hear about how you want to fucking kill yourself and how fucking terrible that was and all of that. Like, also, um, obviously, if and when you are suicidal, there are many suicide hotlines I will attach. Like, You know what to do. But I think many people... This is my my personal finding as I've talked with people around the world. This is not a this is not a study by any means. My personal finding is that many of us experience the despair of I just want this to end. I just want this to be over. And instead of being able to say that out loud, we push that down even further because that's taboo. That's the most taboo. It's the most of the, the of the Catholic taboos. Uh, suicide might be the most taboo. You don't even admit it to yourself, let alone to other people. And so we never get seen. You never get seen as who you actually are. Like if you had come to me at age 28 and like, God bless my 28 year old self to just be like, what do you need? To be like, I don't need anything. I have a roof over my head. I have food on the table. What more could I want? Never mind that I'm in the wrong job. Never mind that I'm married to the exact wrong person. But he's so kind. How could you get rid of him? He's so kind. Um, I'm completely divorced from my body, which means I'm divorced from my intuition. I don't have a sense of where to go. The sense of despair that I experience on a daily basis is beyond overwhelming. But I don't have a, a measure of it because there isn't any like internal like meter that you just plug into yourself to be like... Oh, she's at a 97 out of 100. That's bad. You know, we don't have access to those internals for each other. We just have to, we have these sort of facades that we put up. Um, and my dad is practically mute, if we're going to be very honest. So I learned silence um, deeply and well, and not just from good girl conditioning, but also from the men in my life. Silencio, deeply silent. And so... The journey that I want to make this year, which I thought would be alongside mom, and now I can see is after mom, is to completely release good girl conditioning wherever and however I find it, wherever it's left, wherever there's the sort of dregs of it and tiny bits of it. I'm out. I'm real out. I am the most out that you can possibly be. Um... And I want to help others get out. Because I can tell you with absolute authority here that it was easier to put my mom in the ground this week than it was to be any day of being 26, 27, 28, 29. I honestly don't know how I survived being 26, 27, 28, 29. Because I didn't have the tools to articulate what was going on within me, let alone get help for that. I didn't have the tools to even be able to articulate it because the shame kept it down. The shame had it in the basement and then the sub-basement and like the sub-sub-basement with, with like 17 very intricate keys and key codes, <laughs> right? Um, 
And now I can speak of it. I can speak of it quite cleanly. And I can speak of it without try- handing you a giant burden. Of like, that's the past. You don't have to worry about past me. I'm speaking from a great distance. And I'm speaking it because I'm not the only one. This is not like Kristen Kelp was raised in such unique circumstances that only she is experiencing these things. The more access that I have to the depths of women and the more access that I have had over the course of the last, you know, 10, 12 years, it is obvious that this is a thing that everyone internalizes at some level, but that it often gets locked in the sub, sub, sub basement beat like in the behind 17 keypads and we forgot the codes. So just the ability to speak about good girl conditioning and about what it does to you internally is helpful. And to the parts of you that are like, it's not that bad. Obviously, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not a PhD. I'm, and, and that's part of the appeal here is that I'm not an expert with bajillion years of studying. I'm a person who's lived this hell and found a way out. And my great hope for this year is that I help you find a way out too. And it might not be that we get from zero, we get all the way through, but simply making you aware of these are the patterns that keep me small, silent, and compliant. These are the things that I have shame about that keep me small, silent, and compliant. These are the things I have guilt about that keep me small, silent, and compliant. These are the things that stop me from having a successful, and by successful here, I mean profitable business, by keeping me small, silent, and compliant. These are the ways that I refuse rest because I've been taught to be small, silent, and compliant. It's all related to this larger phenomena of good girl conditioning. And I am... I'm truly shocked to be sitting here telling you this. I thought that this week would be the most difficult week of my life, bar none. And that has not been the case. Yeah, and I'm going to say it's not difficult. Holy shit, it's been difficult. But it's been externally difficult. I have been present. I've been able to put my attention out. And I haven't been sort of lost in the swirl inside myself, unable to speak or move, unable to be articulate in any way. Because that has been the most painful part of good girl conditioning was the simple someone asking with true care and grace how I am and being unable to offer anything but silence in return. Unable, not unwilling, unable. I want to help women undo this shit and I want to do it together because it's easier to not pathologize if we all do it together this is not something you can take to your therapist because the vast majority of good girl conditioning happens before your brain is online and recording I saw it I saw it at um bear has a niece um and I saw it we were at the his family's super bowl party And she was getting flagged for bad girl behavior. (laughs) 
And she was being praised for being a good girl when she didn't do bad girl behavior. And I was like, oh my God, I guarantee that this happened when I was a child. You're given good girl and bad girl options and you're not rewarded for choosing bad girl options. Um, but she couldn't like fast forward to 30 years from now. She's not going to remember this to be able to talk about how every day of being three, she was given good girl and bad girl options. And I am in no way criticizing her parents, by the way, this is simply just part of it. And it's, it's here and it gets passed down and it's, 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 um, completely and totally understandable that it gets passed down and fuck that noise. <laughs> let's stop this shit in its tracks let's do some shit that stops all of those super silent quiet compliant behaviors and triggers and conditioning bits that we have been taught about that we have been taught um before we're able to have any choice in the matter and let's start digging them out let's start talking about them let's bring them out of the sub 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 basement to maybe just the sub-basement or the regular basement or out into the living room. And let's do it in such a way that it, there is joy and light as well as all of the bullshit and the darkness. And let's do it in such a way that what is clear doesn't have a chance to return. Because that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in being completely and totally free of good girl conditioning circa 2023 and that might be an impossible goal that might be a fantastic goal that might be a completely reasonable goal the people are like whatever stupid but that's the goal i want to be free and then i want to get everyone else free and not in an egotistical look at me way but in a way that's like i want to be in the rooms where women are getting free i want to see it i want to experience it and I want to keep doing it because there's nothing more exciting to me than getting women free. Nothing. There's nothing more exciting to me than a woman having full access to her own interiors. And then go from there. Do whatever you want to do. But at least you have full access. Because good girl conditioning absolutely 1,000 million billion percent takes that away. You don't have access to all of you. A lot of you gets locked up in guilt and shame. And the guilt and shame form this little bubble around the behaviors. And they just lock you there. And I don't find that interesting anymore. I don't find shame or guilt interesting. I find them only interesting as pointers toward what needs to be cleared and what's being hidden. So, in case you're like, she's handling this whole mom dying thing fairly well. Well, there was five minutes of just sort of a sobbing, crying podcast episode before this one. I decided to not subject you to. Um, so this togetherness uh, that you hear in my being is after a lot of crying. <laughs> um, in, a, in a really healing way, you don't have to worry about me. I will tell you that every day... of my 40s has been easier than like any 10 minutes of my being 27 years old internally that and I wish there was a way to measure it or to show it you know like 
Um, I wish there was a way to be like, there, there just isn't any way to measure the internals. So we skip them and we just focus on externals. And um, the internals are where the work is. The, the internals are where the rewards are. The internals are where you can be amused. One of my aunts, um, she hit, so here's what not to do. Like just a very brief word of advice here about what not to do when a person's mother has died. She had me on the phone and she was talking about a bunch of options that had to happen. And then she said, you know, Kristen, this is going to be even harder when your dad dies because you're an only child. So you'll be making all these decisions by yourself. That's what not to do. That's what not to do. If one person, if a person's parent has died, don't talk about how much harder it's going to be when the second parent dies. Just as a general blanket statement of being a human that doesn't aggravate other humans. Don't do that. And then she said, you know, it was your mother's dying wish that you change your hair back from uh, pink to its natural color. And I said, okay. And she said, so you're going to do it? I said, no. <laughs> so the second bit of advice is don't manipulate other people's dying wishes into what you secretly hope would happen. And don't assume that because it's someone's dying wish that it automatically happens. Um, but I find this genuinely amusing. And 20 years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you're right, you're right, oh my God. I would have swirled into despair about dad's death excuse me, potential death. And I don't know that I would have changed my hair back, but I would have felt very guilty about not changing my hair back. And now I'm just like, that's inappropriate. And no. So wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I encourage you to take stock of where things have improved, where you are less small, less silent, less compliant. And if you find that over across the board, you are more silent, more small, more compliant, stick with me. We're going to get to that. But I really want to give you a chance to notice the internals. Notice where there has been improvement. Not where it's gotten worse. I'm sure that there are places. But letting yourself acknowledge any and every piece of progress that's been made in a way that really serves you. And by really serves you, I mean that there's no shame or guilt around. You've gotten bigger. You've spoken more. You're less compliant. You make good trouble. You are more willing to articulate what's going on within you. You're more aware of what's going on within you. You have more access to your body, to your muscles, to your intuition, to your feelings. Those are all things that good girl comes for. So any progress on any of those fronts please be fucking stoked about. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for hanging with me in this wild ride. Thank you for letting me not have a content calendar because that would have been completely devastated by the past few months. Um... And then I would beat myself up because I haven't been sticking to the content calendar. It's easier to just not have one. <laughs> See how that works. Um, thank you for being here. And I will be back at some point in the next few weeks to, um, to talk more about this. But that's where it's going. It's all just going toward getting free. 
And if you're like, fuck getting free, stupid, terrible, no, I'm out. Okay. Completely. But that's where it's going. Um, I'm completely obsessed with good girl conditioning. And I'm more obsessed with getting rid of it than I can possibly articulate. May you celebrate every single solitary micro movement that helps you to get more alive, that helps you to be loud, that helps you to be in your body, that helps you to make good trouble. May you find that your internal state grows more and more peaceful, no matter what's going on on the outside. May you find and cherish those who help you drop girl, good girl conditioning and celebrate every, every piece of progress with you. And may you know that wherever you are internally, wherever you are with whatever you're facing, you're not alone, you're not alone, you're not alone. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.